I grew up Mennonite. Um, my parents, um, uh, as soon as they got married, went into um, voluntary service, which was kind of common for Mennonites, especially during the Vietnam War because um, Mennonites are pacifists. And so there were a number of young men that were doing um, voluntary service in place of military service. Um, and so my parents were running that unit in Meridian, Mississippi. When were you first aware of the fact that you would, you identified as a lesbian or this is you had lesbian inclinations? I was old. I was like late 20s. In retrospect, I think looking back, it was probably much earlier when I was in middle school. But I don't know at the time that that's how I would have thought about it. I just know I loved some girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they were my friends. That's how that's how yeah. you understood it. And my heart was broken um, by some of them. And I felt like my friendships were not there. But I, but, um, but I don't know that I thought about it in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I really began to kind of understand my own sexuality, it was, I was much I was older. And then as I, as I grew older, I then began to identify as a lesbian. And as I've done more kind of thinking about women and gender studies and teaching some in that, and also just talking with students as well, I've become, become much more comfortable with, with the identity of queer. And part of that is because I just think that it's much more complicated and broad, and in many ways that... that um, Identity is much more inclusive and thinking about kind of how we love and who we love and being open to that. You know, when I came out with my with my parents, like, like one of the things that happened with my dad is that he um, actually was defrocked when he came, because he was supportive of me. And so the, the conference that had ordained him ended up defrocking him. Now, he it wasn't at a church then. He was teaching. But it was, you know, it meant he could no longer preach anywhere. He could no longer marry people. Um, so it was this, and it, and it felt incredibly like a, a betrayal. And both he and my mother um, kind of stood together and stood before them together and kind of pushed back with the authorities within um, the Mennonite church around that. So... Um, when I talk about supportive, I think my parents were very, very supportive as well, um, but went through that in some ways, went through more than what I ever did. Maybe because they chose to stay connected within the church in that way. Actually, it's really about discrimination and, and discrimination you might have faced as a member of the LBGTQ community um, in various areas of your life. Are there any examples that you have or that you'd like to share? I'm trying to think. It's it's interesting because I feel like I have made very specific choices about work that have put me in places that have been very supportive, and so within those workplaces, I have not felt that. Um, I think that it happened that um, there's ways in which my voice was probably dismissed some at MSUM and not taken very seriously. But I think that was as much about who I was as also being a woman um, and also where I stood politically and what I was what I was pushing for at MSUM. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would say that extended family has struggled with me coming out, but I haven't met much in the community here, um, but a little bit when I was like kind of younger in Harrisonburg, Virginia, when I'd go back and kind of, I remember one time being out on the, this is not nothing real serious, but being out on the dance floor with another woman and we were dancing and all of a sudden people started throwing ice at us, you know? So there's, there's those kinds of things that happened, but it, I never felt like my life was in danger. It was just really, um, kind of hard. <laughs> 